How's everybody doing today? I hope you came today to get fired up for God. Because that's why we're here. If you're not fired up already, we're going to fire you up. By the Word and the Holy Spirit and worship. That's the only way to do it. Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for this day. I thank you for every person that is here today. This is not a coincidence. This is a God incidence that each one of us is here today. It's an appointed day that you made. First of all, I pray, Lord, if anyone came in here today not knowing Jesus Christ as Lord, of, as Lord and Savior, not having received forgiveness of sins, not being sealed with eternity, not having received your Holy Spirit, that today, most importantly, they would leave with that. If anyone came in here sick in their body, in a financial, in financial distress, depressed, oppressed, lonely, not sure about their future, seeking maybe a, a husband or a wife, or maybe it's a single mom just trying to make ends meet. Maybe someone here, it's their, they're just on their last leg. They're ready to just give up. Father, I pray that you would fire them up with your word. You would fire them up with prayer. You would fire them up with worship. That they would leave here with exactly what they need to get through, like my wife said earlier, that they would get through whatever it is they're going through and come out on the other side promoted and better. Father, speak through me. Speak to your people today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you left your Bible home, just raise your hand. We'll get that to you in a second. I want to quickly speak to you quickly, and then we are going to minister today. The Holy Spirit is taking me in a different direction, and when the Holy Spirit takes me, I go. He's never taken me on a roller coaster. He's always taken me on a train of progress and prosperity and blessing. And uh, I have to listen to his voice. And I hear you clearly, Holy Spirit, today. But I wanted to let you know something. That we're in a time right now of separation in the world and in the church. And unfortunately, it's, it's not even a hot or cold thing almost anymore. It's more of a lukewarm thing where people are compromising that should be hot. People are compromising and becoming lukewarm. And we're allowing things to, in the church, yeah, in the church, where people are neither hot or cold, but they're lukewarm. Everything's okay. Now, grace is grace, but not everything is okay. And the world, Satan's plan, isn't necessarily to make Christians like lose the salvation. It's more for, for us to compromise our salvation. It's more for us to go from a place of being on fire for God to being lukewarm. And let me tell you something. Did you ever, does anybody here like lukewarm water or lukewarm milk or lukewarm coffee? Or, I know you don't like lukewarm soup, Susan. Susan is our preschool leader. You know, when she gets soup, she goes in there and heats it up in a microwave. It comes out, it could kill you. Did you ever get your tongue burned? There's nothing worse than that. So I'm not talking about that hot. But lukewarm anything? What does it say in the word? I'd rather you be hot or cold. But if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. God is not looking for people that are lukewarm. He's looking for people that are on fire for him. That are on fire for God. Let me ask you a question. What fires you up? What fires you up? 
You know what fires me up? Smack talk. Any of you here play basketball or football or any kind of team sport? Do you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about smack talk? Raise your hand if you know what smack talk is. I play basketball a couple times a week. I play in a football league. I'm still active. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. You're like, man, he's, that's pretty cool for him. 55 and he's still playing. I know that's what you were thinking. Right? And now you were just thinking, is he really 55? No. But I play basketball with these guys, and we have this one guy. He's the only guy that's older than me. He wears a Jason Kidd jersey. I mean, come on. And ev- this guy just talks smack all day. And that's one of his favorite lines, favorite lines, all day. He'll come down early in the game. He'll shoot up some stupid shot that'll go in, and he'll go, all day, all day, all day. <laughs> I, I, I promise you, it gets me so mad. I'm like, it ain't even going to be all for a minute with you. Don't you give me that all day? Because usually that's the only shot he hits in the whole game. Or when he's playing defense, you know, and, and you go for a shot and somebody else pokes the ball away and he goes, not in my house. I go, we've been in the basement of your house. We've been in the living room of your house. We've been in the bedroom of your house. We've been in the attic of your house. But when he talks smack, I, I, get, oh, I get fired up. How many of you does smack talk fire you up? How many of you talk smack right back? I'm like, not in your house. I, I'm in your living room. I'm in your kitchen eating your steak right now. I hate smack talk. Wouldn't it be great that every time the devil talks smack, that we would get fired up with the word, fired up with our worship, fired up with our praise, fired up with our prayer? What's the matter with us? When he talks smack, let's talk smack right back to him. When the devil reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. Lake of fire, lake of fire, lake of fire. He's going to burn. He's going to burn. 2 Timothy 1.6. I love these scriptures. Because Paul's writing a letter to Timothy, the pastor, and he's firing them up. Grace Church, I want to see you get fired up today. I want it to be when people drive down 130, they see a building on fire that's not burning. Like a burning bush. Fire but no destruction. Fire because of the power of God. What's the sense of doing this unless we're going to be fired up? Look at the person next to you and say, get fired up. Don't spit on them. Get fired. Amen. He says, for this reason, Timothy, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on my hands. For God didn't give us a spirit of timidity. He said, Timothy, listen. You fan the flame. Who are you waiting to get you fired up for God? You waiting for somebody to do it for you? You want me to get a torch? Who are you waiting for? You fan the flame. Don't wait for youth. Don't wait for Pastor Kevin and Vera to fan the flame in your life. You fan the flame. Amen? I love when you guys decide you're going to come up to the front of the church and worship. And nobody tells you to do it. You do it on your own. You know why? Because that fires me up. 
fan the flame in your life and you'll start a fire in your life and in your family and with your friends and in your youth group and in your Sunday school class and in your home group. You fan the flame. Look at the person next to you and say, you do it. Stop waiting for somebody else to light the fire in your heart. You fan the flame. This scripture tells us to fire up again. Fire up again. I'm not talking about a fire like the fire we used to live in. Remember the disco? Burn, baby, burn. Disco Inferno. Anybody here ever get fired up in a club? Anybody here ever get fired up with drugs or alcohol? That's not the fire we're talking about. Burn, baby, burn. Do, 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 do. I used to be in a disco singing, burn, baby, burn. You know what? The devil was like, oh, this is awesome. Click. Oh, I like it. Get this on video. We were doing his bidding with him without even knowing it. Think about it. And you know what? That kind of fire will burn you in the end. You will burn. So it's not the world's burning that we need to, that's not the kind of flame we need to, to fan. Then there's the strange fire in the Old Testament. You know, Aaron's son, they bought a strange fire, put it on the altar of God. And what happened when they did that? The fire of the Lord consumed them. Don't fan a flame that isn't a God flame. Don't fan a gospel that isn't a God gospel. The gospel is about grace. We don't deserve it. There's nothing we can do to have it. So don't bring strange fire because it will end up consuming you. Amen. Finally, the flame of fire in our life isn't for judgment. It's not to judge people, okay? Everybody that poses our point of view. How many of you get fired up about politics? Come on, don't lie. Raise up. Kenny, put your hand right up. Three legs and a, and a nose there. Come on. You get fired up about politics, right? You know, my wife used to, not, and I, when we first got saved, we used to get fired up. Remember when you first got saved, how fired up you were? Do you just remember? You hit people with the Bible. You kick people with the Bible. We were really into this, like, the first thing that I, I was like, honey, abortion's wrong. And we're going to stop it. And we, I, pornography, wrong. We don't like it, you know? We used to march at that, you know that adult bookstore on Route 1? My wife and I used to do circles around that place. We were hoping the walls were going to come down. And we used to do anti-abortion rallies, my wife and I. We did, you know, we, you know, we wanted to bomb abortion clinics, but we didn't. No, I'm just kidding. No, he, here's my point, though. You know, we got so zealous and fired up about it that it was becoming a, not a good fire. You shouldn't bomb an abortion clinic, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You shouldn't do that. You know, one time, when we first got saved, you know, my wife, all her friends were unsaved. We had them over the house. We're all eating. And all of a sudden, we started talking about abortion. And it was like a bad idea. And, uh, you know, me, you know, very calm and unemotional. <laughs> I stood at the table and I go, it's killing, it's murder. I went into the kitchen, I took a knife and came out. It's like if I took this knife and stabbed you. And it was like, we, we never saw those friends again. <laughs> They're gone. They're out of your life. 
And I kind of realized later, that wasn't a good idea. Maybe that wasn't the best way. Maybe we should go outside of abortion clinics and say, hey, young lady, God loves you. You don't have to do this. You know, that would have probably been better. But I chose, you know, I chose, remember in Luke chapter 9, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> Jesus is trying to go through Samaria, and the Samaritans oppose him. And I think it's James and John, probably the sons of thunder, go, hey, Jesus, should we call down fire from heaven and consume them? I would have Jesus would have went, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no. Jesus said, what spirit are you of? That's not the kind of fire that we've come to bring. So we're, we haven't brought a fire to consume, to hurt. But it's a fire inside of us that says to fan the flame of the gift that is in us. And, you know, that's why I was so excited for KJ, you know, because he's got a gift, you know, and he, he heard from God and he came to me and I, I was like, come on, let's get this baby going. Let's, let's blow this up, you know? And look what happens. When you fan the flame, when you fan the gift that is in you, God will start a fire. And it's his fire we want started. Amen? Amen. So it's about a gift. I need the worship team to come on right now. I was, I was, this is it. Amen. Thank you, worship team, for being here. I love you. It says to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. What is this gift of God? The Greek word is charisma. Look at the person next to you and say, you have charisma. charisma. I know, honey. (laughs) That's from the Greek word charis. It's not what you heard in the silence of the lambs. Charis. Okay. Anybody get that? No? Okay, good. Charis. It's grace. You know what grace is? When you walked in the door, did you see that stencil? The definition of grace, divine favor. God's favor bestowed on man because of what Christ did. You know, he's telling Timothy, listen, fan the flame of the charisma, the charis that you have in you. It's in you. Everyone of you here that has put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ has been sealed with the Holy Spirit. There's a gift in you. But it also says what? By the laying on of the hands. But it wasn't just of Paul. It was like all the leaders laying on the hands, releasing them in their giftings. A release in their giftings. A release in their charisma. There is a gift in you. Speaking of Caitlin, who helped design our our front area and everything there, and Whenever I hear people say, like I'll say, how you doing? And they'll go, I'm good. Or, you know, can I get you something for lunch? No, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. As soon as I hear that, I think about the rich young ruler, right? When he went to Jesus and said, good teacher. And Jesus said, no one is good but God alone. So I heard Caitlin say, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And I go, no, you're not good. And she goes, yes, I am good. And I said, no, you're not good. She said, yes, I am good. She said, because God lives in me. Sing. She got me. She got me. There's a good gift inside 
every one of you. But many of you have never been released into that gift. Now I have my pastors up here. <laughs> it says it was by the laying on of the hands of the, of the pastors and the leaders. I have my deacon right here. So if you've never been released, it's a little different today, people. It's not a four-point sermon. It's a Holy Spirit-led service where God's going to move and change things in your life. Listen, I don't care about my agenda or my plan. I care about His and what He says to do. And here's what He's telling me to do. That right now, if you've never been released into your gift by the leaders of a church to get up here right now, we're going to do it right now. Come on to the front. Just do it right now. Never been released in your gifts by the presbytery, the leader of the church. Come right up here. Come on, we're going to do that right now. Never been released in your gifts. Come on. Get up out of your seat. Come to the front right now. There's plenty of you that this applies to. Come on. Just do it real quick. Come on. We're going to do it right now. We're, now let me make this perfectly clear to my leaders and to everybody up here. This is not a healing line. This is not I'm a depressed line. This is not pray for my Aunt Tilly line. <laughs> All right? This is pray for my cousin Jack line. All right? Today, we're going to do things in order and specifically right, according to the Holy Spirit. We are going to release you in your giftings right now. That's all we're going to do. And how do we do that? We lay hands on you and we say, we release you in your giftings now. You receive it and you go sit down. I don't want anybody falling down. I don't want anybody doing backflips. We are going to release you in, see, sometimes you do things out of order and that's not how God wants it. It's a simple thing. It's not something that we have to go, okay, let's make this happen. We just have to obey the word of God. They lay hands on them, release them in their gifting. As soon as you're released in your gifting, you can go sit down. There's going to be plenty of opportunities to pray for aunt, cousin, uncle, sister, brother. We're going to worship while we're doing it because worship brings God's presence. But I'm just going to ask, I have pastors, I have leaders here. They're just, listen, I don't want anybody praying for anything but I release the charisma into your life and release you in it as a representative of God. And they're working out how they're going to do it. But I need you. Once you're released in it, I need you to sit down. You can come back up again. You can double dip. You can triple dip on the altar call today. But I'm going to have my awesome leaders. They, this was done to them, and they're going to do it for you now. We're going to do it right now. Go ahead. And once you get released, you need to sit down. That's all I ask you right now. Be released in your gifts right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's do it. Let's release everybody here in their gifts right now. Just released in your gifts. That's it. We'll have plenty of time to pray for anything else. 
Just be released in your gift. That's it. Just be released in your gift. Hallelujah. And then you can sit down. Go ahead. There'll be plenty more time for prayer. We're going to pray some more. Don't worry about it. right now that you could be seated. Just release in your gifting. That's it. Worship with us.
Once you're released in your gift, you're released to sit down. Hallelujah. Just being released in your giftings right now. There's more. There's more. <laughs> Listen to me. The first fire that God started on the altar, that was the fire that he started from heaven. He said, this fire is to never go out. And he said to the priest, you keep it burning. So every day, they had to throw wood on it. They had to make sure that fire kept burning. And that's the fire God wants to keep burning in your heart. See, many of you here, there was a fire in your heart. And somehow now it's covered with ashes. It's almost become an ember. And that's why he said to Timothy, he said, listen, fan it, revive it, rekindle it. Now the word there that he used to say fan the flame is a Greek word, ana. It's part of the word is ana, which means with or in. The next part of the word is uh, zoe, or zoe, which means life, to make alive. And the next part of the word is pyreo, which is where they get the word pyro from. Anybody hear a pyro? You know what a pyro is. You like fire. Right? So what he's saying there is this. It's with a living fire. With a life-giving fire. You see, you have a charisma, a gift in you. That gift is where you, you live from. Listen. If you're not doing what you're called to do, if you're not doing what God has anointed you to do, you'll never experience real life. I'm just telling you right now. For 40 years, I wandered in the desert, let every good Jew would do. And um, I'm half Jewish and half Italian. That explains why I'm so calm. Um, you know, it was at 40 years of age that God called me to start Grace Church. I've been living ever since. I was living before, but I wasn't really living. See, there was a flame inside of me that had become an ember, and ashes were covering it, and it needed some air. It needed some oxygen. It needed to be rekindled. And it was through the worst periods of my life that God said, fan that flame again, and everything has changed. Now, some of you have been prophesied over. You've been spoken over. God has given you dreams and visions. Come on, how many of you? Is that you? Come on, you weird people. Raise your hand. You're not weird. God speaks to you. But how many of you have let that become dormant? How many of you were supposed to start something? You were supposed to do something for women, or you were supposed to do something for men, or you were supposed to do something for children or orphans, or you were supposed to go out and, and share the gospel, or you were supposed to start this business that was going to help you help people and help your family, or you were supposed to be an artist and now you're working construction, or you were supposed to write songs and you're doing something different. It's true. How many of you had a fire for missions or, you know, going... Wherever God called you, you would go, and, and somehow that fire has become dim. You need to rekindle the fire in your life. This is the hardest altar we're going to have here today, because you got to get real. And who really wants to get real? Does anybody really want to get real? No. But I will tell you this, 
until you get real, you'll never be real. And you won't live. Listen, people. For 15 years, I've been telling my life story. I don't care what people think. You know? You got to do what you got to do. I don't want to be one of these 1 Corinthians 3-something people. Here's what it talks about. It talks about Christians that get to heaven but just by escaping through the flames. Now, what is that? Here's my picture of it. There's a bunch of angels in heaven with fire extinguishers waiting for Christians to come in that just barely escape through the flames. And when they come in, they're like, here, incoming. And what does it mean? It means they didn't do what they were supposed to do in their life. So everything that they did was out of God's will, and that will all be burned away. I'm sorry. Anything that you do that isn't of God's will and plan for your life will be burned away. You'll come to heaven like a meteor. It'll be like, here comes Pastor Joe. I think that's him. It just looks like a ball of fire. Get the fire extinguishers incoming! It says as one escaping through the flames, like barely getting in, burning up as they come. I don't want to be that one. I want to be tested true. When the fire burns away, it'll just burn the stupid stuff away. But there will be some precious diamond there. I'm praying that's Grace Church. I'm praying that's the people that get saved here. Because I'm not doing it. We're all doing it together. I'm just a part of it like you are. But I pray that that'll get me there without too much fire. But maybe you're a Christian and, and, and you need to rekindle that fire. The, the fire's there. It never went out. But it hasn't been burning lately. If that's you, I want you to come up here right now. I want you to be real. I want you to be real. Because if you can be real, you can be real. Until you're honest about where you are, you'll never get to the next level. You need to evaluate where you are. Do you need a rekindling in your life? Come up here right now. I promise you, if I was where you are, I'd be up here. But I already had that the other day. Because God said to me, you need, he said to me, you. And when he talks to me, I don't know, he always talks to me in Italian. He's like, hey, you, you need to rekindle. Hey, you. I'm going to need my prayer people one more time. <laughs> thank you for being honest and real. Please, please, thank you. Thank you. I wouldn't want to be in a church where everybody played a game. I want to be in a place where everybody's honest and open. Amen? That's, where else? Okay, now my prayer people is very simple. <laughs> You're going to just release fresh fire into every life here. Release fresh fire into their life. I don't want you to go into all their problems. I don't want you to go into all their trials. We still got time for that. I want you to just release an anointing of rekindling and fresh fire into their life. And when you receive that, Please do not fall down. Please do not ask go and collect $200.
please go back to your seat but receive it by faith let's do that right now go ahead I'm telling you you're gonna leave here fired up today you're gonna leave here healed today please you're gonna leave here fired up today today you're gonna leave here rekindled today Zechariah a vision. He sees Joshua the high priest in the presence of the Lord. And also, guess who else is there? Everybody go, boo! <laughs> Satan. <laughs> the accuser. And right before this verse, we're actually in this story, Satan says, Joshua's dressed in crummy clothes. He's in the presence of the Lord. He's the high priest. And Satan's like, he's unfit. He's not fit for this. Look at him. I'm paraphrasing now. And this is God's answer to the devil. See, because when the devil talks smack around God, <laughs> he gets smacked. When he tells you you're no good, tell him, like a fire, like a fire, like a fire. 
When he reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. When he accuses you, say, the Lord rebuke you. And this is what the Lord says. The Lord rebuke you. Shut up, smack. The Lord who has chosen. Think about this. God has chosen you. I know that's hard to believe. You know, you look in the mirror and you're like, me? Me? You chose me? Yeah, you. That's how God talks to me. I'm like, me? He goes, yeah, you. Yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. I chose you. That's how he talks to me. Hey, he talks to you in, 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 in Spanish, no? Now, I don't know how to say that. But I know when he speaks Latin. He speaks so every language, you know? He's like, yeah, yeah. See, see, see. I know one word. Um, but he has chosen you, and he chose him. And this is what he says to him. I love this. Isn't he, is he not a, a brand plucked from the fire? Was he not taken out of the fire? You realize you were on the road to, to destruction. You were on the road to burning forever in a lake of fire. It's like you were a piece of wood in the fireplace and half of you was burnt and it was close to the edge and God said, I plucked you out. He plucked you out. It didn't burn his hand. How many of you could burn a lot of hands where you came from? You were in a whole heap of a fire. You were in a furnace. <laughs> where it was, it was so hot where you are, when people came around, they got burnt. Right? He plucked you, Brian. Plucked you from the fire. Plucked you. Plucked you, Jack. Plucked you from the fire. Plucked you, Christian. Plucked you from the fire. Took you out. Many of you right now, you're in fire. I'm not talking about a fire of, unsol uh, of, of destruction and ultimate lake of fire. I'm talking about a fiery trial. And do you know he will pluck you out of that fire? Listen to me. Here's the great thing. That fire will never burn you. When you walk through the waters, you won't drown. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Because we have a fire burning in us that is greater than the fire in the world. And how do you fight fire? With fire. You know how they stop wildfires out west? They, where the fire's coming, they burn an area out. So when the fire gets there, there's no more fuel for it. Jesus already got burnt out for us. There's no more fuel for Satan's fire in our lives. We are totally forgiven. We are totally clean. God says, is that not a firebrand that I pulled out of the fire? And if he pulled you out once, he'll pull you out again. Pull you out again. And some of you are in a fiery trial right now. You're in a fiery trial. It's getting hot. I'm here to tell you, you won't be burned. Like the burning bush. You're like the burning bush. Fire can be surrounding you, but it doesn't scorch you. But you need to be reassured of that. If you're in a fiery trial, come up here right now. Come on, I don't care if you come up here. You can double dip, triple dip, quadruple dip. Come up here right now if you're in a fiery trial. We'll pray for you. 
that God will pluck you out of the fire trap. Listen, if anything, you're getting a lot of exercise in church today. If anything, you might lose some weight in church today. If anything, but I'll tell you this, you're leaving fired up. Now what we're going to do is you're going to tell the person that's praying for you what your trial is and they're going to give you a word that's going to pull you out. Amen? So let's, let, where's my prayer people? <laughs> you guys getting a lot of exercise today. But you know what? There's no place I'd rather be and there's nothing I'd rather do and there's nothing more important than this. You getting out of this trial I'm telling you right now you will not be scorched you will not be burned you are getting plucked out of this thing today and you know what? I'm fired up right now I'm fired up I'm hopping mad because I'm sick of the devil and his smack talk I smack you right now in the name of Jesus so just share with the person praying for you what the trial is and they are going to give you a word for getting out. And that's that. Then you can go sit down. And maybe you're coming back. I don't know. You're coming out of this. You guys with me? Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I can't control. I want more of you. I want more of you. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I can't control. your voice. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you. Yeah. I want